Chapter 23 The Dark Goddess of Truth I was somewhere in here, but I wasn't here with her anymore. And how could anyone tell how long it's been, or how it all happened? Because one minute she wrapped me in a swaddling blanket, but when I awoke, it was pitch black again. This whole place was like a dream, and had my heart really ever opened. Because I checked my chest, but it was closed off again. Life was so cold in this darkness without her loving light. Trapped and alone, my spirit writhed for her, but this longing was only getting worse. The sun never came up, as if it was always night no matter what time I cried out for my mother. Grasping at everything within reach, I was buried alive in ash and bones, but she was nowhere to be found. Each moment the panic grew worse while I fought against the pressure pinning me down on all sides. Her love and grace was gone while I lay buried in the abandoned pit. Had she left me for dead? Had I been damned to hell? And how had I gotten so close to perfection and tossed away like garbage? Everything changes. Nothing rests. Everything moves. And everything vibrates. That is the principle of vibration. Her voice whispered. What? What's happening? Do you want the truth? She asked. I want to get free from this place. The truth is your freedom. She and he who understand the principle of vibration have grasped the scepter of all power. She whispered. The ground began to rattle like an earthquake crying open the land. This pit was becoming unstable, as if my own soul could crack open at any moment. And now the terrible force began to tremble through my spirit as it tossed me into violent convulsions. Why is this happening? I begged. Are you ready for the truth? She asked. Yes, of course. In that moment, a tremendous vision took hold of me, and a dreamlike projection appeared. This was me, at a poker game, standing beside the preacher. The king had been gambling as I stood across from my long-lost friend named Amokli. Behind him, there was an old man trapped in a cage, the one who went by Ditto. And now Amokli lowered the king to his knees with a canvas tight around his head ready to stab the king with a knife. It was all happening so fast, but then a flash of light burst through the room when Amokli hesitated. I could see his heart opening. Glowing light expanded from his chest when he dropped the blade and backed away from the king. Releasing the canvas, he let the king free. There was peace and love between these men, and whatever situation had been cultivated by anger was transformed into loving awareness. Without thinking, I watched myself take hold of a gun from my purse and point it at the king's head. I pulled the trigger, and I watched the king's head explode. The sound of the gun vibrated through me before the vision disappeared like ripples over the earth as my soul cracked open. The pressure was so immense when the darkness came back. I had no choice but to submit to the force pulling my insides out from within. Like a shell breaking, I could feel the truth emerge from something stagnant. Welcome back she whispered. The vision was long gone when I peeked through the tiny crack of my outer shell. What was left to confess? I did everything because it was obvious the mother had an eye to see it all. Surely the father was watching too. I have seen your faults, just as the father knows every aspect of you, and yet we choose to love you in return. We offer you forgiveness too, she said. Three swords pierced through the hard outer shell covering me and plunged through my heart. 
gasping for life. I was pinned by these three blades when I exhaled my breath and slipped into the emptiness. That was it. I was dying, and so I waited for something. For my debts to be collected. Collapsing in on myself, I waited without hope. We have all missed the mark. We have all made mistakes. And yet the Father and I welcome all souls home, especially after the heart breaks. Her voice faded like smoke disappearing into air. Would this be my last thought? Would I ever feel anything again? Everything changes. That is the principle of vibration. And in every age, I come back to reestablish righteousness and deliver the holy truth. Today, I come to heal the pain of all wounds that have burdened our youth. She whispered. Then I am gone. Am I something or am I nothing? You tell me. She asked. I don't know. Look again. It is whatever you believe it to be. She said. I waited as the vibration of her voice reverberated through me from the furthest depths of space. And now this vision began to grow and change. Examine this emptiness. What is within it? She whispered. Pushing open the layers, the cracked shell around me began to fall apart. I stepped free and emerged whole. Staring into an ever-expanding room, the space was limitless. It's full of possibility, I paused. It's all open potential. That's it, my dear. Spaciousness is the ground for change. Emptiness holds the potential to create the art of existence. Ripples passed out from the depths of my mind, vibrating through the emptiness. Standing on a pile of bones and ashes, I watched the vibration spread like a wild dream when I found myself tending to flowers alone in a garden. This vibration was an old memory, and I was in a warehouse of sorts, buried deep under the confines of a government structure. There I was watering an entire room of flourishing flowers in the order of a lost world. Singing and dancing, I could see the loving energy emitting into each stem through a vibration of love. Every plant species was aware of my joy, and all their leaves could feel the ways in which I nurtured them. Only now could I appreciate the immense beauty of creation and the love that my past life had cultivated. Now isn't that something? Why, just a moment ago, you said it was all for nothing. Again, I watched the old memory change as time fashioned this vibrational energy into something new. Like a ghost watching from above, threads of energy began to droop through each stem as the plants began to wither and die. Oh, how had I forgotten? I'd abandoned those flowers when I left with my friends into the woods. Now the vision took me outdoors when I found myself in the body of Jane approaching a mystical pyramid. My friends and I escaped into the forest to start a new life, but all those beautiful seeds in that warehouse had come to die. But wait. The vision expanded into the wild forest, and all the nature had grown much denser than my little room of plants. It keeps changing. Everything changes. Thousands of trees and plants flourished out here, and that source of loving energy spread through each branch and into every leaf. This vision allowed me to see the life force like an electric current, but why had I never noticed it before? It was as if the sun's rays had spread into the land and illuminated all the life to grow separate. Here and now, I could see the source flowing into the veins of all sentient beings ever created. Standing beside my new friends, I entered into the pyramid's gate, and in this memory, I recognized a moment when each of us were separated onto our own path. They were all making a way of their own, 
experiencing this life force, however they were called, but only Amokle's light managed to stay close to me. But soon he was chosen for his own unique path, and so I watched his threads of life slip away from me. Don't you see? You're not it, but rather it is within you. All humans, plants, animals, and even Earth itself hold a source of life within all bodies everywhere. And this life force is like an invisible glow that illuminates the soul. It was all one, a grand puzzle, and this spirit is how everything was connected together. And now you see how it's all perfect, she whispered. Pure love stemmed through all of us, and somehow we'd been separated into all sorts of magnificent bodies and beings. Some were short, others tall, some creatures were winged while others crawled. But this radiant soul ran through everything like a whisper in the wind. This tiny ray of light was invisible to the human eye, and yet this magic was all created from the same source. It's you, I cried aloud. It's your magic. You're her. You're the reason for our life. After this vision disappeared, I was left alone in the pitch black. But at least I had the wisdom to remember how it was all connected. Mother, I spoke to the darkness surrounding me. Yes, darling, the emptiness answered. So if I'm not in hell, then is this heaven? You're right here, right now, and nowhere else. Heaven and hell are merely the highest and lowest vibrations of any given moment, she said. Then I've been to hell. At once the memory of a gunshot took hold of me. There I saw the threads of life disappear from the king's body as his soul scattered. Each moment holds potential. It is open until we give it meaning. But in the end, there is only the truth, she said. I waited in the vast silence. It seemed as if my life force had been paused or was being held in a place I could not see. But what's the truth, I wondered. That life is a work of art. This is creation, and creation is in you, she said. Every sentence felt like a thousand arms reaching out to pass along her messages. She was everywhere and nowhere. She was something and nothing, and her life was deeply spectacular and ordinary at the same time. Each vibration seemed to rub away the memories of all the past mistakes I'd been clinging to. All the self-hatred crumbled away while the ashes and bones waited beneath me. She disrobed all the layers of my loathing, suffering, and mistakes I'd ever made. You're almost ready, but it seems you've forgotten how to love yourself, she said. Why is that? Well, you've got no spark, but I know how you can get it back. Just think of something you love, she said. Well, I love... I tried, but I couldn't think of anything. What if you try remembering someone, or something? There must be some kind of love you can remember. Maybe that'll start a spark, she said. Amokli. I remembered the man who came back for me. They said he was dead, yet he was a simple man who risked everything to come back and help. It was him that I loved. That's it. It's working, she said. I could feel my mind reaching higher for him. Vibrations of intense movement began to grow out from within. All the energy urged me to take a step. There was so much power in this connection, and somewhere inside of me, a movement emerged. First it was a thought. One little step won't hurt, I whispered. I took my first step over the ashes as my toe landed on something sharp. Ouch! I jumped away when a bright orange ember emerged beneath me. Why isn't that something? She said. There it was a tiny coal of burning light, and so I named that light 
hope. Among all the emptiness, there was something bright, and it glowed like the source of the great eastern sun. I want you to repeat after me, said the goddess of truth. May I be safe. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be healthy. And may I be at ease of heart. And may I be at ease of heart. The journey to this moment exhausted my spirit. I rested beside the ember, knowing there was never-ending darkness ahead. But for right now, all I cared about was keeping an eye to watch over that ember. It was too small to be a coal, and there was little else to burn here, so I wouldn't dare touch it. All I could do was gaze at this beautiful spark of hope. It's something so beautiful. Rest, my darling. Soon you will remember how everything changes, said the goddess of resounding truth. Among the darkness, I pictured the loving embrace of my mother holding me. She was somewhere near, and even though I couldn't see her, I felt her voice whispering vibrations of love to keep this tiny ember alive. Even the light was see-through and empty, but that light was the truth, and I stayed awake thinking about her loving kindness while I repeated her words to this little light of mine. May I be safe, may I be happy, may I be healthy, and may I be at ease of heart. And above all, tell the truth. Only the truth resonates forever. Everything else returns to ashes, she whispered.